0: Um, where where actual uh, change only occurs when we have frustrations and actual change only occurs when things are not exactly the way we want them to be. So it's, thank you, thank you very much. So it's, uh, it's interesting, it's one of the reasons we learn purity of speech is because we want to remind ourselves every day that the problem is never out there. The problem is never uh, someone else. Uh, the, 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 Hashem puts us in, in a world where we can learn so much about ourselves and we can learn how to become better, how to bring out all of the wonderful things that we have inside of us. And the only way to bring out uh, the things that we have in us and the only way to bring out Everything is when there's resistance, when there are challenges, and when things are difficult, when we have to think. We have to think, oh, okay, what do I do and, and, and how do I fight this taiva? And how do I fight my laziness and how do I fight my anger? Whatever it is that you're dealing with. That that's that the Azuhara see the Aitzahara turns that into negative. Sahara turns your problems. Into negative. That's what he does. He says, "Oh my gosh, you have this problem. Oh my gosh, you have this challenge. Oh my gosh, how are you going to make it over here? How are you going to do this?" The the, the Aitzahara literally uh, switches it. Aitzahara literally switches it to 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 the exact opposite of what it is. What it is is it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for. Change. It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for a person to learn himself better. Because when you... Uh, you know, it's like any relationship. When someone does something in, in a relationship... And this happens between uh, a, a husband and wife. It's a very, very uh, common thing. That when someone doesn't, doesn't like something about their spouse... Something bothers them, so they think that that 's a problem it 's not a problem it 's an opportunity to talk it 's an opportunity to work things through it 's an opportunity to see a different perspective it 's an opportunity for a person to to understand that when you when you bring two um, opposing opposing people or opposing things together so you 're going to have you 're going to have uh, you know, uh, what's the word? You're gonna have friction. You're gonna have friction. But but friction makes a person go ahead and and, and, and re and reanalyze himself and re uh, and and challenge oneself and to say, wait, am I wrong? Is that person wrong? Can I change my perspective? And that forces a person it forces a person to question his life and forces a person to say, okay, how can, I, how can I have a different life? How can I have a better life? And, you know, what happens is, especially when you're younger, you want to, like, sort of, you know, get it over with. Like, let me get it over with. I want to, like, figure it all out so I don't have to struggle anymore, so I don't have to deal with this anymore. But that's not what life is about. Life is about constantly uh, reinventing oneself. Constantly, all relationships and all growth always come with these type of challenges for a person saying, Okay, wait, so how could I see things differently? How could I see this person differently? How could I see this situation differently? How could I see myself differently? How could I view you know my my purpose differently? Whatever whatever it might be. And what's interesting is that it's something that, that the Teva, the nature of life does not the nature of the world does not accommodate us And help us with this. The nature of the world wants to, especially where we come from, right? We want to have just money in the bank. We want to just be sitting, relaxing, retiring. And our our goal sometimes is that there are no problems. That's like our goal. My goal is that I don't have any problems. My goal is that I'm totally comfortable. Now, that doesn't mean that a person can't learn how to how to enjoy his life. It doesn't mean that a person can't learn to sometimes take breaks and to enjoy life. That's not the point, but the question is, what's, the, what's my pursuit in life? Is my pursuit, like what's my end goal? Is my end goal to relax? Is that my end goal? And that everything I'm doing is, during my day is in order for me to relax? Or, or is my end goal that I want to recreate myself and I want to become better? I want to become stronger. I want to become more me. I want to become more true to me, and I, and, I, and that's my goal. And like I said, it doesn't mean that a person can't relax. It doesn't mean that a person can't take vacation. It doesn't mean a person can be you know uh, be comfortable. That's not that's not the point. The point is what is one's what is one's uh, main thing and what, what's one's mission in life. And when a person's mission in life is to Be relaxed, and when a person's mission in life is that he gets that that nothing bothers him, and everything's great, and everything's perfect. So, I'm talking about on the outside, not not talking about on the inside. When everything has to be perfect on the outside in his life, because Avada, of course, a person can get to a stage where he's internally where he's comfortable with everything and he's working on himself, that he, he's happy with everything. But a person's going to go ahead and he's going to be in situations where he's going to see people, he's going to see things, things are going to happen that are going to warrant and, and, and push his buttons. They're going to push your buttons and you want your bus- buttons to be pushed. Right? Like we say, you want to be triggered because if you're triggered, then, then you can find your treasure and you can find what it is that you need in your life. If you don't if nothing bothers you, the second something bothers you in a certain way you could be like, Yeah, okay, this is awesome. That means right now, if this thing bothers me, that means that I now have a new opportunity for me to, you know, figure out who I am. Another part of me that I never developed. I can't wait, you know, God willing you'll see when you have children, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you're when you're a family, when you when you have to deal with your children, you have to deal with other people, the more people you have to deal with, the more it's going to trigger you in different things. Why did this one say this? Why did this one do this? Why did my uh, mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my cousin? Right? You add to your triggers. You add new triggers. Your wife, your children, right? They add new triggers. And instead of it being like, okay, what a bummer. That's such a shame. It's like, okay, wow, this is awesome. This is great. Now I can learn more about who I am. Okay, so with that in mind, we're, we're, uh, I think we started with, with Lito Ellis, I think, last time on Thursday. I think we started. Any questions, comments, mm-hmm. Yosef? I'm sure you have a... Yeah. Just going to make a bracha. Sure that... Just going to make a bracha. Baruchat to Adonai. no I just... I heard Thank you, of just Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your mess, your mess should become your message. Your
1: message. Nice.
0: Your
1: message.
0: Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. your mess right make your mess into your message your mess is your message I like that whatever it is that's, that's, that's messy for you whatever it is that, that's, that's difficult for you that's the message My people want to know what am I doing here on this world well, can Hashem show me what I'm supposed to do so beautiful Yosef Yosef's saying take, take whatever you're, you're a mess in and that's your, that's your message I like that a lot that's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Anyone else and then we'll start the halacha. Yeshua? Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's um I don't know if we saw the, uh, yeah? I heard
1: like the same Yeah, yeah please. Right, it's your responsibility. Right. It's all things, like right. Parents, brothers, where definitely... Right. Right.
0: It's true. Right. I I think that's part of what happens sometimes is we we feel like oh I shouldn't be in this situation. I'm not supposed to be in this situation. Like it's supposed to be different, or it's not. How did I get into this? It's not my fault that I'm like this. But it's like okay, you're right. But it's but it's your life. It's your life. At the end of the day, you're right. When you're 15 years old, when you're 10 years old, you could blame your parents and you could blame everyone and you could get away with that and say, okay, I'm 15 years old, I'm 16 years old, yes, the reason I don't do this is because my father, the reason I don't do this is because my mother, the reason I don't do this is because of my rep- rebellion or my culture or my friend or my camp, whatever you're, whatever you're going to blame. And that's fine. And you're right. And you are right. But then it comes to a point where it's like, okay, right? The line, like, the line that I love, excuses don't produce results. Excuses don't produce results. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. But at the end of the day, you're miserable. At the end of the day, you're, you have a bad marriage. Whatever you're going to say, yes, the reason I have a bad marriage is because my wife, dot, 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 dot. The reason I don't have a good relationship with my child is because of, dot, 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 dot. The reason I don't have a relationship with my parents is because of, you're right. Okay. But at the end of the day, you don't have a good marriage. At the end of the day, you don't have a good relationship with your son. At the end of the day, you don't have a good relationship with your parents. Okay, so so what, what, what's, what could you do to maybe change that? What could you do to maybe change that? And it could take time. It could take years. It could take, you know, it could take a lot. But, but the question is, do you want to get there? Okay, with that in mind, let's begin the rules of Toelah. So says the Chavetz now there's a little bit... Um, challenging, but we'll, we'll talk about this because it really is going to come out, in my humble opinion, that it's basically impossible to reach this level where you're allowed to say Lashon Hara. It's not called Lashon Hara, but the Chavetz Chaim. Here we go. We're on page day 213, day 83. It says the Chavetz Chaim, purity of speech. At times we are not only permitted to reveal negative information, we are obligated to reveal the negative information. However, there are five rules and requirements that a person has to follow in order to say this negative thing, okay? So here he goes, here's the example. Your friend is about to hire a caterer, and you know that this particular caterer is not reliable, and his food is not fresh. You must warn your friend only if the following five requirements are um, met. And here they are. And this is where it's a little difficult. Number one. Um, And I'm going to start off with number, it's number three. I'm going to start off with number one because I think, I mean, I'm going to start off number three as number one because I think this already, you have to get this out of the way. Once you get this out of the way, then you can begin. And this is the hardest to get out of the way says, I'm starting with number three, because this is what he says, your intention is for constructive purposes, not as a way of venting your personal anger against the caterer. So if your goal is because you're still angry at the caterer, then you can't say anything. If you personally had a bad experience with the caterer and you still bear a grudge against him, then you cannot be the one telling your friend about it. In that case, you have to ask Shiloh, what are you supposed to do? Your friend comes to you and says, oh, do I go to this, uh, you know, this restaurant? Do I go to this Airbnb? Do I go to this hotel? Do this. And you're, you had a bad experience. And you are angry that you spent the money and you had a bad experience. So you can't say anything because you're angry. You're not saying it for constructive purposes. You're saying it to vent your... To, to release your anger. So that, that, that's number one. It's really number three over here, but I'm saying that that's number one. Okay, number two, which is really number one, you must be sure that the information which you reveal is 100% accurate. For example, do not make a blanket statement before verifying that they are true. For example, if you only know of one person who had a bad experience with this particular caterer, so you're allowed to say, I know of one friend who didn't have a bad experience? Who had a bad experience uh, with this caterer? Who didn't have a good experience with this caterer? However, you may not make a blanket statement. This caterer serves stale food. You cannot say that unless you verified that this is true. Since maybe this was only a one-time occurrence. Okay, everyone got that. Okay, so we have two things. Number one is. Um, You cannot, it has to be for constructive purposes. It cannot be a way of venting your personal anger against the caterer, Um, and number two, so if you had a personal bad experience, it's not so simple because you're just getting angry at him, you're not really doing this for the right reasons. Or number two, um, you are, um, you, you, you tell your friend, you heard from your friend that he had a bad experience, so you can't just say, yeah, I heard the caterer stinks. You could say, I have a friend who didn't have a good experience with this caterer. You can't just say blanket statements. Okay. Those are those, those two, uh, there's another three things that we'll, we'll learn in Mitzvah Hashem tomorrow. Um, okay, any questions, comments on this? Yes, Rib Right, 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 I know. That's why I that's why I that's why I said the third one first. I agree. Correct. Right. Right. That's what you're right, and you can't say anything. That's exactly the point. You cannot say anything. I agree, Ribzev. You're hundred percent right. People say, Oh, it's Litoelis, it's litoelis. They say the words, it's litoelis. That's what they say. Oh, I'm allowed to because it's litoelis. Whoa well, how do you know it's the 12s? Maybe you're just saying it because you're angry at the situation. You're right, So you can't. Correct. If a person, let's say, vented properly, and a person vented to someone else properly, and he really is okay with it, and he says, you know what? This caterer is a wonderful caterer. This caterer is a great caterer. I just want to tell you that, that someone had not the best experience you know, with him with X, Y, and Z. Okay, good. You could tell when you speak to someone also if it's coming from anger, you know, revenge or it's coming from cuz they really care. They really care. And you, usually these are combined together. Usually a person exaggerates and a person says, "Oh yeah, the caterer stinks. Oh, he's a terrible caterer." That usually is from anger. Terrible restaurant. Oh, they're terrible as opposed to saying, you know, I went there once and I ordered this dish and that dish didn't taste the best. That's very different than saying it stinks. Right? That caterer, you know, the kogel that they served was a little bit salty. You know, okay. All right, that happens, you know. As opposed to the caterer stinks. That's what we have to train ourselves to be more sensitive in that in that way. But good point. Yes, it is true. That's why I, that's why I started off with that. Because it's very hard not to bear a grudge. That's where it's coming from. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zoha. We should be Zocha, each and every one of us, to not speak any Lashon Hara, not accept any Lashon Hara, not accept any Rechilas, speak any Rechilas, um, today and every day, for us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's begin... Let's begin in Masil Zisharim as we are. We continue our journey through Misilz Zisharim as we're coming off of the Parak Aleph and the first Parak. The Ramchal, the Misilz Zisharim, um, is focusing on um, a person thinking about uh, what it is that his that his life um, entails, what his goals in life are are what his mission in life is, why Hashem, as we were saying before, why Hashem put me in, in my situation, with my parents, with my, uh, the way I look, with my intellect, with my emotions, and as, as they, they all, um, a lot of people say, say the words when the Ramchal says, ma'a mm-hmm. ba'olamo, the Ramchal doesn't say, ma'a ba'olam, it's not just what's my goal in the world. It's what in my world, meaning based on my circumstances, based on my my mini world, right? Because when we look at the world, okay, there's Australia and there's there's uh, New Zealand and there's there's Antarctica, there's Europe, there's there's the whole world, right, all over. So what what is my responsibility for the world? No, it's what's in my world, the way I grew up. What, what I have to work on, what my good traits are, what my positive talents are, what my weaknesses are, that's my world. What's within my world, what are, what, what's my friends, my, my roommates, my, my rebayim, my Yeshiva, my community, my upbringing. You know, when a person focuses more on himself and focuses on that, you know, which, is, which is one of the challenges that we have because of social media where a person, you know, his world has expanded a little bit. You know, a person can expand and see what's going on in the rest of the world, which can, can distract a person really from his own world. That can distract you from what is, it, what is it that I need to do. And a lot of times a person can judge himself based on other people. A person can judge himself based on others and what what other people will tell me. You know, the, this, this you know this past parsha we had midvar sheker. I spoke about it on Shabbos. That midvar sheker tirchak means that you have to stay far away from sheker. Right? a person has to has to stay far away from, from We live in a world of sheker where where a person um, has trouble being true to himself. That's probably the greatest sheker is that a person is not honest with himself, and a person doesn't first accept that these are my struggles and this is what I need to deal with. You know, we're always trying to um, switch our problems with somebody else's problems. I wish I had his problems. I wish I had that person's, um, you know, life. And and when a person embraces his life. And a person embraces your... That, that's MS. That's being honest with yourself and being true to yourself. You know, being true to yourself doesn't always feel good. Doesn't always look good. Doesn't always, you know... Uh, it's not always what we want. But that's the truth. That's the truth. And when a person is able to tap into that, then he's able to tap into Hashem. He's able to tap into his mission in life. Because otherwise what happens is you're... You're living someone else's life, so the life that you're supposed to live is not being lived. So it's someone else's life that you're trying to live. You're not living, you're not being true to yourself. You're not being, you're not, right? I find that this is even within myself. It's very hard. Sometimes when you have, you know, something that bothers you about yourself, so you don't want to accept it. You fight. We, we all fight the, the challenges that we have. We fight it. I want to be like my brother. I want to be like my, like my the you know the guy next door. I want to be like this person. I don't want my problems. I want someone else's problems. I don't want you know this life that I have. And that's really that's really when a person's connected to he's not connected to himself. He's not living in emet. He's living in sheker because he's he's delusional about who he is. He's not honest with who he is. And, and sometimes it's hard. It's very humbling. It's very humbling when a person, you know, has, let's say, a big problem. Or a person has a problem, and then he has to deal with it very, very simply. Like, oh gosh, i got to deal with this problem. He doesn't want to deal with it. I'd rather deal with someone, you know, with something else, with someone else's problem, with someone else's, uh, you know, life. And says the Ramchal, then no. The, the most important thing for a person to do first is to be, to clarify what is it that I am supposed to do? What is it that Hashem wants from me? Ma Hashem, Kecha, Shoel, Me'imach, specifically from you. What does Hashem want from you? What is my life going to be like? You know, it's not about, uh, you know, following, following, you know, what's what's popular. It's about following your yourself. Following your you know, what, what what you want to do in life. Okay. So that's step number one. So step number one and this is something that needs clarification all the time. This is something that needs a person a person needs to always he says, Call Yame chayav." It's not something that you just clarify once and you put you know, you put a uh, you know, you put a, something on your wall and, and, you know, a sign on your, on your wall and, that, and, and that's it. You know, I, I, I know exactly... I mean, it's good to put a, it's good to put a you know, writing on, on your wall that you always see what your mission is. But a person has to clarify his mission constantly. Constantly have to remind yourself what it is that my mission is. Constantly. You have to constantly, every day... Every morning, every afternoon, every evening. Like we spoke about that. The more you keep your, your main thing the main thing, the more you keep what's important to you, the more chances are that you will accomplish that which you set out to do. The less a person is obsessed with, with what he puts as his main thing, the less a person is clear about what it is that his mission is. If a person says, okay, this week, what's my mission? This day, what is it that I'm supposed to do? The more a person does that, the more a person keeps clear. Constantly keeps clear. Because what happens is, as you're walking in life and you're living your life, the natural thing is, is you will veer off. That's the natural thing. The natural thing of life is you veer, if you, you veer off of your track. you're If you're not... Li- if you're not actively keeping yourself on track, you will naturally veer off track. That's, that's a fact. It's not, it's not going to happen. It's not like a person who's hungry, person who, right, you don't have to, you don't have to train yourself to be hungry, Health, if you're healthy. Healthy people don't have to train themselves to be hungry, to be tired, to wake up, to, to, to sleep, to all these things are natural things. But to stay on track of your life is not natural. That you have to really be dedicated to. You have to really work hard to stay on your emotional track, on your spiritual track. If a person wants to have a relationship with Hashem, which we're going to talk about, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of focus. If a person wants to have a good relationship with his wife, it doesn't just happen, it will not just happen. You will not have a good relationship with your wife if you expect it just to happen. will not happen. You'll have a bad relationship. A person with himself is the same exact way. you want to learn to get to know yourself, if you don't actively learn to get to know yourself, then you will not know yourself. If a person does not push himself to be focused on his goals in life, you will not accomplish your goals. You will not. It's not. It's not possible. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a. It's not up for grabs. That's just the reality of life. If you're not going to work, if a person's not going to work to become happy, if a person's not going to work to become, um, you know, free of anxiety, if a person's not going to work to to build the life that he wants to build. It will not happen these are things that are that it just won't happen. There's certain things in life that if you're not going to to focus and 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 actively be involved in your your life, then 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 the results that you're going to get are not right? if a person doesn't get up in the morning, and a person doesn't live, you know, intentional intentional living. If a person doesn't say, "Okay, I want today to be this That's why we say, create a great day. It's not, have a great day is, okay, I hope today is going to be a good Sunday. I hope today is going to be a good day. Let me daven. Of course we have to daven. uh, I hope I'm going to have a great day. As opposed to, I am going to figure out a way how to have a great day. I'm going to figure out a way how to to have a good whatever it is. And that's intentional. And it takes time. And it takes energy, and it takes focus, and it takes preparation. If you don't prepare for it, the night before, or that morning, and you say, okay, let's go, what, what, am, what, am, I doing, what am I doing today? How am I going to figure out how to have a good this, a good that, a good that? How am I going to have a good breakfast? What are you doing for breakfast? What are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for lunch? What are you eating for supper? What are you, what are you, what's your energy in your body? How are you feeling about yourself? Am I adding positive thoughts to my, to my life? Am I choosing positive things? Am I choosing you know, to, do, to live a certain way? If you don't do that, it's not going to happen. It will not happen. What will happen is you will get swept up into the winds of whatever are going on. You will get swept up. Question and comments, please. Yes.
1: Says that it takes time because yeah, it's going to take time and I don't need to know
0: everything right away and he's just trying to distract us like that by making us think that we need to know everything right away right, so, beautiful, beautiful. So I like that, thank you beautiful I, I want to I I say on, on what you're saying a little bit Yosef it's not, I, and I think this is very important it's not about a com- it's not so much about the accomplishments you will, everyone here will accomplish it's not about the accomplishments that you, that you do. It's about your decision of, of what is a priority in your life and what are you focusing on. The accomplishment will will come. Eventually, you'll get to wherever you want to get there. The reason we don't get to the places that we wanna to get to is because we haven't really, really dedicated ourselves to the thing that it is that we are that we want to get, we haven't put that as as something that is a number one or a number two or a number three, and we don't intentionally deal with it. It's like, okay, I hope it'll come. We diamond for it a little bit. We sprinkle a little bit over here for it, but we don't we don't set up our life based around what it is that we that we want. So, so yes, 100%, it's not, what happens is we want to be there already. It's not about being there, I'll tell you why. Because in 10 years you're going to have other things that you're going to work on. In 5 years you're going to have other things. Right now when you're at this stage in life, it's like, okay, these are the things that I want to accomplish, you know, when I'm in yeshiva, before I get married, or when I'm just married. These are the things that I want to focus on. But then what's going to happen when you're married? You're going to have other things. And then when you're married, you're going to say, okay, when I have children, well, and then when I have this job, and I want to do... This, you're always going to be going from one stage to another stage. What, what, what we need to learn to do, what each and every one of us need to learn to do, is we need to learn to um, really, really prior- focus on prioritizing the, the things that we want to accomplish. And really get those clear. That's what the Ramchal teaches us. Get clear what my what I want to accomplish in in a certain area. If you're a newlywed, right, and you're you're beginning a journey of marriage, so so that might that might be easier because you know I want to have this great relationship with my wife, and I really want to focus on my relationship with my wife, and that becomes your main thing. When you're single. Before you're married, when you're in yeshiva, sometimes it's a little bit harder because it's like, okay, I'm just in yeshiva, so what do I want to do? Get very very specific about what you want to accomplish during your day. Get very specific about what you want to to learn, what you want to learn about yourself. The more specific you get about the things that you want to accomplish, the easier. And sometimes we're afraid to make very small goals and very small things, but sometimes that's really the best thing for a person to do. Say, okay, every day I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this thing for ten minutes. Every day I'm gonna do I'm gonna exercise for a half hour. I'm gonna learn. Right, most of us have this problem. Let's say I wanna I wanna read book. You know, talk about reading books. There's so many books. A person you spend a half if if, if, if you spend an hour a day reading, you could go through. You spend an hour a day reading. An hour a day reading, you could go through a book a week, a book in two weeks, a book in, let's say you go, could you imagine that? Imagine you go through a book in every two, three weeks. You go through a book every two, three weeks. You know what that means? You end up going through 12, 15 books a year. That means in two, three years, you could read 30, 40 books. Do you know, what, you know how that would change? Change your life from what? It's not from spending the whole day reading. Spend a half, 45 minutes. You figure out how you do that. that it's, how, what, where does that come from? That just comes from prioritizing. It all comes from. It comes from saying, okay, this is my schedule in my life, and these are the things I want that are important. And people say, uh-oh, schedule. They get nervous about their schedule. Create your own schedule. What does it mean? Create your own schedule. You don't have a... You're not, you're not yet at a stage where someone else, you know, when you get older and, you, and you're, you're, uh, you're, you're working for someone else, then so you won't have the luxury to create your own schedule. You will also then, you'll choose then to create your own schedule, because you'll choose to take that job or not to take the job. But when you're, you're at, at, at any stage, in your life. Say, I want to choose what's wrong with me. So say you're getting up at 11 o'clock. So make that your schedule. But, it's, but follow your schedule. Follow your schedule. It doesn't matter what's, what, what, what your schedule is. You're creating your life. That's the point. That's, that's I think, the, the thing that we, that we probably um, neglect the most is the fact that we are creating our life. <coughs> Nobody else is creating my day. No one else can, can control my life and my day and what I want to focus on. And even if you have a job, so quit the job. So don't work in a job that they want you to do X, Y, and Z. Create the job that you want to have. You want to spend more time doing something else or spend more time? There's nobody who controls. And I, I think that that, that that feeling that a person has, you know, is so empowering. It's like, it's like the opposite of what we think. Like, oh, I have to, I should, I'm supposed to, I'm blah, 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 blah. Like, we, we, we walk around like we have this heaviness of something else which is defining our life. As opposed to saying, this is my life. I could choose to live my life. And when we say my life, it really means my day. Whenever you use the term my life, it, it usually means one of two things. It means, my thinking, my thinking, or, or today. Today is your life. Because today is your life. Tomorrow is already will be today. What, what, what's your life? When someone says, oh, my life stinks. Right? So that either means your thinking stinks. You have negative thinking about what your life is that stinks. Or today stinks. Right now, what's going on stinks. Because that's what your life is. Your life is today. Today is your life. So when a person schedules his day, and he schedules himself and says, okay, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Yes. Shui.
1: So on until they got to the last tree, they were able to kick down really large trees. So, and like Rabbi was saying, any test that we have that have, comes to us every day, we're able to overcome that test. Hashem gives us a test only if it's, we're able to, to, to conquer that test. Like, let's say I have a lot of people, including myself, that uh, used to be large. And after going to the gym and losing the weight, we still didn't believe that we lost weight. We still thought we were a large body muscle. And it, it had, had to come from a different person to tell us, whatever, that, yo, you're so skinny. Oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in years. What did you do? There's a lot of people you know, did that. I've been talking about workouts. We don't see what the accomplishments, it's not something that you see, because every day it's, oh, this is what I accomplished today, but you don't see results. Right. And that's what Yusuf is doing. He's saying, there's no results, or stick with what
0: you have now. Right. You're done. Right. progress. Don't do more. Beautiful. So, thank so. you, Shush. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to, and you know, Yosef was saying something similar. I think this is so, thank you, sure I want to say something that I think is so, so important. I think part of the reason that that happens to us is because we don't look at the day as as um, like today. I, I want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. We we sort of like blow in the wind of someone else's schedule. Like I didn't make my schedule. Like I didn't schedule my day. As opposed to saying, okay, I have today. What do I want to get out of today? What is it that I want to get from today? What is it that I want to get from this week? You know, that's a little bit harder sometimes. What do I want to get from the month? What do I want to get from my year? That sometimes gets a little bit harder, but the more you spend time thinking in those terms, it's not about what you're accomplishing. It's really not about what you're accomplishing. It's your intention and you're focused to say, okay, you know, and again, this might be hard to say, what do I want to accomplish over the year? Because that's very, it's not tangible. Then you break it down, right? I remember uh, Yitzi, I don't know if you remember this, Yitzi Raymond, it was a Friday night onig we had at, at, uh, in my bungalow in, in, uh, in camp, and we were talking about, um, you know, your mission in life, and, you know, making, you know, uh, your life, understanding your life goals, etc. And I think you had mentioned, you know, that, that the most important thing is to really just, sometimes it's hard to say, what's my mission in life? But I could say, what am I supposed to do today? Yeah, you remember that, right? So, so, so I think what, what happens is, is that it's important, I want to be very clear about this. It's important to say, what is my mission in life? Macro, as macro as you get. What, am I, what is my mission in this planet? For 120 years, hopefully. That's number one. Then you go down to, okay, ten, five. what do I see myself in five years from now? That's also fine. What do I see myself, right? They have a lot of these exercises where you think about your deathbed. You're sitting on your deathbed. Who's sitting around you? What have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? You know, uh, uh, I heard, you know, they, there's this thing where they say a person sits on his deathbed and he has all these ghosts sitting around him, standing around him, you know, that are angry at him when you're on your deathbed. And you got to think about what those ghosts are saying, saying, you didn't do what we wanted you to do, which is whether it's accomplishing this or accomplishing this or accomplishing that and being this. You know, and that's scary to think that when you're when it's all over to think about regretting and saying, I didn't do this and I didn't do that, and that goes to the to the grave with a person. And a person doesn't looks looks at that. That's an exercise to do, to think about what do I want in my life? Who do I want to be around me? What type of people? Right? There are exercises of that. Thinking about your 80th birthday. Who's gonna be at your 80th birthday? And what are they gonna say about you? What are people gonna say? That's a great exercise. Okay, but that doesn't help us if we're not, you know, uh, at this stage. It could. It helps because it's a beginning. Begin with the end in mind. You think about that. And then now you start building. But then you think, okay, the next five years, what do I want to do? The next year, this next year, what do I want to do? Then you go to this month, what do I want to do? And then you go to this week, what do I want to do? And then today. Because what you're doing today will affect your week, which will affect your month, which will affect the next five years, which will affect your 80th birthday. That's the way it works. The Yitzhahara never destroys a week or a month or a year. The Yitzhahara destroys today. That's what the Yitzhahara does, because we'll give the Yitzhahara a day. We'll give them a day. A day here, a day there. Right? This week's has said that. We actually said in this... As Misbar Yamecha Amalay. They talk about tshuva, a person filling up all the days that he lost. That a person lost. But the goal in life, the goal in life that we want to try and do, and when I say a goal in life, is the goal of today. Living intentionally, living with your own creation of how you want to live. You know, as opposed to, oh, I got to do this. I got, you don't want to live in the world of I got to do this and I... Obviously there's certain things that we're responsible to do. Obviously there's certain things that we have to do. That we have to do. Those are things, but you don't want your whole day and your whole week and your whole month just to be filled with reaction. Reacting and that I never chose what it is that I, the way, the way I'm living. There's nothing worse than feeling that I didn't choose today. I didn't choose this week. Someone else is, uh, is defining my life for me. Okay, any questions, comments, and then we're, we'll wrap up. And that's really the first line of the Mitzvah. We could spend the whole year on this. Mamish. You could spend your whole life on, on What is it that I'm responsible to do? And the more you get clear about that, you know, when you're talking to someone, Think about it that way. When you're talking to someone, what's my goal? What's my goal? Am I, do I want to listen? Am I trying to get something from that person? Am I trying to learn something from that person? When you sit in the shear, right, you're sitting in this shear, what's my goal? After the shear is over, where, where am I going? What am I doing? What happens is we sort of just like, just just let, just let the winds push us here and push us there. As opposed to saying, Okay, what, what am I focusing on from now till lunchtime? From now till mincha. And then before mincha, what what is my goal as I stand before at mincha? What is my goal? What's my next half hour? What am I the more a person thinks like that and lives like that, you live you live a You live a richyam. That's a long day, that's a long life because you're you're owning it. You're in it. You're intentionally living. Okay, any question comments, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Please. I like question comments. Shooky, you don't have anything to say? I'm sure you have a lot. Come on. Okay. Okay, and we know so as we wrap up, you sure no one? Let's see. Oh, uh, Raggersburg, yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Right? Beautiful. Yeah, Yitzharah is very strong. Sahara doesn't want us to have control. He wants us to think that we don't have control. He wants us to think that somebody else has control of our life. He doesn't want us to think that we have the control and the power to live the life that we want to live. That's what he is. He wants everything else to control us. That we can't live the life that we want to live. And, And when you think that thought, that is the problem. When you think the thought that someone else is controlling me, whatever it might be, or someone else, someone else, it could be anybody, any person in your life, when you think that this, she's the problem, he's the problem, it's the problem, that's the problem that very thought is the problem that very thought that 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 something else is stopping me from living the life that i want to live that very thought is the problem because that's not true it's not true you can live the life that you want to live and you can Create the life that you want to have. That's, that's what Hashem has the most powerful, right? I've said this many times. That's what the Gra says, that the the, the, the greatest Gehennom is at the moment when you realize that it's over and you can't live the life that you want to live anymore. And you're, you can't change anything anymore. You're stuck. That's it. You're frozen. As long as a person... That's why depressed, real depressed people, real... Clinically depressed people are so sad because that—that's what they feel like. They feel like they're stuck and they momish. There's no hope. They can't do anything. That's torture, as opposed to today. It's eleven o'clock. I can live whatever life I want to live. If I want to be sad, that's you being choosing, and that's hard for people to hear that, right? That's you choosing to 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 be negative. That is. That's that's. That's a decision that we make. We don't think about it like that because we're so, uh, you know, ha- hab- we so, our habits are so strong. But we don't realize that. We could, we could just press pause. We could press st- stop. And we could say, okay, I will not live like this. It takes time. It takes time to change it. But uh, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zocha, each and every one of us. Don't worry about your past. I can't tell you how much that that's of our, the moral says of our, is Malashan Aveira is that all of our Averas, all of our negativity comes from our past, that we think, because I lived like this before, because I've done this, because whatever it is, the past, the past haunts us. Don't worry about your past. You can't do anything about your past. There's nothing you can do. Your past is further away from you, Yesterday is further away from a million years from now. You realize that? Yesterday is further away from us from a million years from now. A million years is closer than yesterday. Yesterday will never, ever, ever exist. Any, ever, ever, ever. Ever. It's, it's done. There's nothing you can do about yesterday. The only thing you can do about yesterday is, is, is I want to live today differently. I want to live today differently, and your future it 's not here. what are you going to do about five years from now? ten years from now, the best thing you could do for the ghosts sitting on your deathbed and, and saying i didn 't fulfill my dreams is live today, live today the dream the dream life that you want to live today live that today don 't wait don 't wait for another day to live the life that you want to live don 't wait for another day. say I want to live today, I want to live towards the day that I want to live. Hashem will help us all, we should be zokha, to live an amazing first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.